Welcome to my monthly podcast titled Becoming a Sage. My name is Jan Freed, but you can call me Dr. Jan. I interview people about wisdom, how to find meaning on a daily basis, a concept I call breadcrumb legacy. I'm passionate about helping people get from where they are to where they want to be, particularly in the second half of life. And I do this through workshops, coaching, speaking, writing. I also say I'm out to retire the word retirement. We're not retiring from life, but we're moving on to something else. And I believe it takes time and intentional thought to move successfully on to what's next in life. Actually, I talk more about living your best life in my latest book that just came out in January, Breadcrumb Legacy, How Great Leaders Live a Life Worth Remembering. And there are a lot of saging concepts integrated into this book. Now, if you go to my website, janfreed.com, two N's and two E's, there's a 20% discount code from the publisher. So in case you want to know, there uh, you can get it at a discount. Takes a little longer than Amazon, but uh, the price is better for you. Today, our, I interviewed Hannah Duskus. She's the youngest child of Reb Zalman, Shakhtar Shalomi, and his first wife, Zipporah Fagel. I became familiar with Reb Zalman and even lucky enough to meet him at one of the Saging International Conferences a few years ago. We consider Reb's book, From Aging to Saging, to be the Bible of the conscious aging movement. Hannah has 68 years of life experience, and she's going to share her wisdom with us in this interview. She's currently not retired, but re-inspired and ready to share her wisdom about saging with special insights of having been raised by Reb Zalman as she was growing up in Winnipeg and decades of continuing to receive parental guidance and influence throughout her adult life. For more information about Hannah, please refer to the bio attached to this podcast. Now listen to our conversation about saging and what it means to become a sage. This is really the expert to tell us how to do this. Welcome to the Becoming a Sage podcast, Hannah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm very honored because as I said, you know, your father is the one that we reference, we talk about, we cite his work. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I even talk about his book, From Aging to Saging, in my Breadcrumb Legacy book, because it was his book that started me on this journey. My professional mentor, and I tell the story in the book, but my professional mentor sent me that, sent me his book your father's book and said, read this and then let's talk. And I read it and uh, couldn't wait to call him. And I called Elmer, my professional mentor. And Elmer said, you know, honestly, this book is going to change how people view the rest of their lives. And so that sent me on the journey. And out of that, I wrote the book, Leading with Wisdom, Sage Advice from 100 Experts. I became a, a certified saging leader through Saging International and um, Sage. I look at everything through my saging lens. So anyway, I'm excited to be interviewing you. I'm honored. Um, let's start off with, as I said, your father is considered to be the father of the movement. Um, you know, just share some stories about him or tell us about him or, you know, from your perspective, because we we, Sage International and, and, you know, your dad's followers, we know him through the book. I mean, many people knew him personally. I mean, Bob Ashley, uh, who was very 
much a pillar in Fage International. I mean, he went to your dad's funeral. I've heard how, I've heard him describe that. Um, I don't know, whatever stories you want to just start off sharing that kind of immediately come to your mind. And I know there are many, but uh, the, you know, kind of like the top ones that immediately jump to your mind. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that um, to me, he was my Abba daddy. Abba is the Hebrew word for father. And when I was growing up, that's what I wanted him to be. I knew he was out in the world and doing very important work, but I just wanted him home and to be daddy. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was until um, I read his book the first time. I was like 40 years old, very busy raising six children, running an in-home daycare, wow. and just constantly busy. And then we had my mother-in-law moved in with us for four years, and I was taking care of her as she was aging. And I read the book, and I said, oh, that's nice. My father wrote another book. <laughs> and it wasn't, it didn't really affect me because I was like this very strong woman with lots of energy and doing so many different things. I read it again when I was turning 60. And I started to say to myself, wow, I'm also feeling those feelings and thinking those same thoughts. Maybe there's something here. And as my 60s were continuing, I kept it in mind thinking about my father when he was that age. And when he took his 40-day retreat and began his saging work. And I read it again when COVID hit. Because when oh, COVID hit, I stopped working and I was home all day and I just had time on my hands and I got so passionately involved with this saging that I was just trying to get whatever workshops I could go to on saging, saging international and Yerusha. And we have someone in Israel who's doing a program called uh, harvesting the wisdom, wherever I could go. And I was meeting these wonderful people and just so excited about this that I decided I would look into becoming a saging legacy facilitator. So I looked into some programs and I applied to Yerusha. Um, I'll tell you a minute in a minute what Yerusha is about, but for my process, I had to um, take two prerequisite courses. One is called Wisdom of the Heart from Aging to Saging, all based on the book, this book that my father wrote. And the second one was Death is a Homecoming, Life is the Answer. And I was so impressed with the book and with the program and how they worked it and how close I was feeling with the other participants. And we also had a spirit buddy that we could do our homework with. And my spirit buddy and I never met before. So we got to know each other over Zoom. And after two years of Zooming with her and going through this program, she actually came to Israel where I live and we got to spend some time together. It was really wonderful. So when I finished the prerequisites, I took this year long course and it was it was amazing. I just like lived for that. I was so excited for our internship. We had to create a program. So I created a five part workshop, two hours each, and I presented it to my first group of people. And this was for the experience of becoming a facilitator. And the first the first group that I did, um, we talked about grow eldering. So what is an elder? There's a wonderful definition by Barry Barkin, 
who's the founder of the Live Oak Project in collaboration with Pioneer Network. They're working to reimagine, redesign, and transform long-term services and supports in America so that each person can thrive. And he defines an elder in the following way. An elder is a person who is still growing, still a learner, still with potential, and whose life continues to have within it promise for and connection to the future. An elder is still in pursuit of happiness, joy, and pleasure, and her or his birthright to these remains intact. Moreover, an elder is a person who deserves respect and honor and whose work it is to synthesize wisdom from long life experience and to formulate this into a legacy for future generations. So my, my first series of workshops was um, based on aging to saging, introducing people to it by sharing how my father started in it, which is all in the book. And then I would give over how I began in, interest in it. And I led a few different um, exercises from the back of the book of the aging. Um, one is this life review where well, my father- uh -huh. you know, This is great, Hannah. I, I want to go back because my listeners, they hear me talk a lot about saging. Mm -hmm. So would you say that your definition of an elder is the same as an elder sage? Could you replace those words? Could well, you I think I think if you ask me what is saging, saging is a process of harvesting one's wisdom, mm -hmm. drawing from life experience, mm -hmm. and using the art of reflection and spiritual practice. Yeah. So in all of the workshops, there are meditations, image, guided imagery, there's journaling, mm -hmm. breakout or breakthrough rooms, group harvesting, sometimes some music that has to do with the the topic that we're on sure. or I like to do slideshows I like yeah. to write slideshows and do a an image to go with it and I find starting off with that is really very helpful and I also do alpha poems where I take a word and instead of writing it across I write one letter down and then I write a poem that has to do with that so I have several poems that I have wow. written and I really enjoy doing that well, is really important you know we know that as we it's important at every stage of our life but I think somehow as we gain in life experience I think we uh, feel like we're less creative where you know saging work encourages creativity um, but I just want to go back to that question that so would you say an elder and a sage not saging but an elder and a sage, would you say they're, they're one and the same? I don't know. That's kind of hard for me to say. I, I, I feel like an elder, a person who is eldering has a choice in which way they want to grow old. Mm. They can, you know, as my father said, have a rocking chair existence mm -hmm. or they can age more consciously mm -hmm. and really delve more into who they are and bring that out. And to be able to share with others and to, to just grow. We don't have to stop growing just because we're retired. This is very um, true. And that's kind of the point of my, my podcast, you know. I mean, that that's very, very true. Um, well, we're gonna get we're gonna talk more about your workshop in a minute here, your workshops. Um, are you comfortable? Because one of the things that I 
talk about in my book, uh, Breadcrumb Legacy, is it's a very important part of saging work, and that's being comfort, embracing one's own mortality, embracing death. Right. Are you comfortable describing what your dad did to prepare for this? Because I've heard it described. I actually know two people who attended his funeral. And I just think that it makes everything that we talk about and read about in terms of embracing one's mortality, it really makes it come alive. Uh, are you comfortable talking about it? Well, I don't necessarily want to talk about my father's personal experience. I mean, that can be found in the book if anyone wants to read it. But I will talk about the workshop that's done from his work okay. on um, a death as a homecoming, life is the answer. So we did several exercises, which in the beginning, I felt a little bit uncomfortable with. But after I did them, I felt a real sense of relief and comfort. So one of the things we did was we wrote our own obituary. Yes. Now, and let me just get this again. Death is a homecoming. This is the name of the book, right? No, this is the name of one of the workshops that oh. uh, that comes from the book. Oh, death is a homecoming. And then what'd you say? Life is the answer. Yeah, got it. Okay. So when I took this course, like I thought, oh, this is going to be morbid and mortality. Like, and then after I took it, I said, wow, this really is amazing. And I'm, I was so glad that I did. So as I said, one of the things we did was to write about, write our obituary. And at first I felt very uncomfortable with the thought of that. But then I said to myself, if I'm writing it in the future, I can write whatever I want. Sure. And I wrote that uh, Hannah Tina lived to the ripe old age, ripe biblical old age of 120. And I felt like that covered me for any evil eye or anything. <laughs> um, and then basically I told my, my history and accomplishments and what was important to me. And that felt really good. Another exercise that we did was imagining the time that we were dying mm -hmm. and asking ourselves like, where we are at the time, who's there at the time, what is happening, what is being said, what are you seeing, what are you looking around, what are you smelling, and you set up your own scenario or your own kind of movie mm -hmm. for how you want to see the end, and that also was very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, we also did... Um, we also did an exercise called Vidui, which is basically um, between you and God trying to um, explain and correct like where you went wrong and like and and um, kind of getting it off your chest. Kind of making then, amends, maybe a making amends. Or yeah, that's definitely a part of it. Is is during relationships. Yes, 100%. It's it's fixing relationships, which my father was fantastic at really working that out in his lifetime. And it's also about forgiveness, because sometimes somebody does something really horrible to you, mm -hmm. and it's really hard for you to forgive them. And it's not like you're supposed to condone what they did. But when you forgive, you let go of all the pain and suffering that you're carrying around because of the other person. So you're doing it for yourself. It's a gift for yourself, not necessarily for the other person. Right. You're freeing yourself from that. You're not saying what they did was okay. It wasn't okay, but you're letting it go. And that's also a very important part 
Um, we talk about forgiveness and we have exercises that we do on that. We also talk a lot about gratitude. Gratitude is very important because when you look at life and you're grateful for things, it provides you with a, a sense of security and happiness and positivity. And I like to look at life, you know, they, they say, do you see life as half full or half empty? Right. I don't see it like that. I see my cup as overflowing. And I also see that my cup is refillable. And I really, I'm, I'm that kind of a person. I'm very positive and optimistic and um, enthusiastic. So I didn't know your mom, but you definitely, uh, your dad. I mean, I did have a chance to interview him in uh, like around 2000. And I would I love to hear that interview. Can you... Uh, maybe have send a link to everyone well, for that. I, you know what the problem is it was at a time when it was way before uh record I mean I I had to record it on a little microphone uh-huh yeah before the days of zoom yes exactly but uh I have notes from that interview for sure mm -hmm. and he talks about being beamed up like Star Trek and right <laughs> you know he loves Star Trek that was one of his favorite right and think about it I mean you know we're kind of getting there right now with AI and all of that so well I'm telling you we could talk forever um but let's talk about the workshops that you're offering and how you develop those and um I will have more information attached to this podcast that where people can check it out and register because it's coming up soon here. So tell us about the workshops and what they're like. And because okay, so the work the workshop that I'm doing, what I'm going to be seeing is you're in Israel. Okay. Yes, I am. And but I'm I'm doing it late at night, so it can be daytime um, okay. for people in America. So like I I'm pushing myself because this is really important to me. Okay. But I want to make the time. I want to make the time. Uh, good for everybody so that wherever you are, you'll be able to join in. And okay. I'm hoping we'll get a lot of people from uh, the United States and Canada. So April 25th, it begins. It's a new series of staging workshops. Um, and I call it discovering your gifts and finding your superpower. So um, I have six sessions of two hours, and it's going to be weekly for six weeks. The first week is going to be recognizing your gifts the second, noticing your feelings, then discovering gratitude as your superpower, using your intuition as a superpower, using life review to find your superpower, and using your superpower to benefit the world. Oh, I love that. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And I have, uh, I, I have been working on it and I like to make it very interactive so I try to fill it with uh, some interesting things and go from one thing to another. And there's time for everyone to talk in in dyads, which is a group of two, mm -hmm. and uh, time for group harvest. And this this is being presented through Yerusha. That's Y E R U S H A, and Yerusha is a faith based, values driven organization that offers educational programming that is inspired by the legacies of our teachers and seeks to build a legacy for future generations. This spring, they will be offering four multi-week courses in two program areas, both inspired by Reb Zalman, the Saging Legacy Program and Deep 
Ecumenism Initiative. At the same time, they're developing a two-year training track in each of the program areas, which will be launched in the fall of 2023. Accordingly, there are many opportunities to experience Yerusha's work in their growing community in virtual and online single events, book groups, and information sessions. And they're also going to be doing a third interfaith spiritual pilgrimage to the land, to the Holy Land, that will take place in October 2023. And a regional retreat is planned for the second half of the year. So I'm really hoping to meet my teachers who I've only known from on Zoom. Um, they're going to be leading the group. That's Reb Nadia and Reb Victor Gross. And I hope to meet them in person when they're here in Israel. And I'm I think that's fantastic that opportunity. Like, yeah, it just, all of this sounds wonderful. And there's no doubt your passion definitely shines through mm -hmm. on this work. And I know that my listeners, you know, maybe they get tired of me talking about saging, but I just, you know, like you said, when I'm going to go back and reread his whole book again, because I've referenced it, I use it, but I, you know, I think um, when I first read it, it was probably about 2000 or 2007 and you know it's time to reread the whole thing because you know um and and actually uh my my original copy was the first now they've even re they've revised it a little bit um so I need to read read the latest version um but uh well this is so wonderful Hannah and I always like to ask my interviewees what else should my listeners know that I didn't ask what other words of wisdom do you want to share about becoming an elder, becoming a sage, your father, your work, your passion? Um, well, I highly recommend everyone should read the book from aging to saging. It absolutely. really is life changing. And I think my father was a man before his time because this came out, I believe it was 1995. And since then, more recently, there's like so many different um, mm -hmm. books and people that are working on this. And uh, like you said, you know, he was the original, the the father of this, and the and the, this is the Bible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I feel honored and privileged to tiptoe in my father's rather large footsteps mm -hmm. and bring saging to people across the world. And I'm so grateful for uh, the gift of Zoom. And yeah. uh, due, to, due to Corona, um, a lot of things that were, that used to be in person, yes. meaning you have to take a trip to this retreat and um, were just impossible. But because it was on Zoom, it made it accessible. So I, I love Zoom and I love doing workshops and presentations and I love meeting people from all over. And I think there's so much that we can find that we share similarities. And, and when we do have differences, we celebrate the differences and we really learn from one another. My father calls the work that we do in dyads, he calls it spiritual intimacy. Mm. And I like to break the word intimacy up into me you see so we're really seeing into each other and talking soul to soul heart to heart and growing and learning and um i invite everyone to check out yerusha's website and register i hope to see you in the in the workshop i would love to meet you okay well that's wonderful and um he would be so proud he is so proud of you <laughs> 
Okay, Hannah, he's very proud of you. Well, my focus in this series is to help people make the rest of life the best of life. So may the rest be the best for you, Hannah. Amen. Thank you.